Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. In today's episode, I'm talking about dealing with the anxiety of illness. Illness comes and comes into all of our lives, whether we are super sick or dealing with little things. So it's important that we pay attention to what we can do to cope and deal with when illness comes so that it is not causing us to have undue stress, which may kick us up into having anxiety. It's easy to feel like an illness or feeling sick takes over your whole life. So I have some ideas where you can meditate, simply meditate to get yourself back on top of the situation. And I have four ideas here for dealing with different versions of not being well. So the first one is about feeling complete, feeling whole. Often we say, I'm sick. I'm not feeling well. And in reality, there is so much more than your upset stomach, but you're saying, I'm sick. You're more than that. And so what we can do is use a moment of meditation. These don't have to be a long sit. It doesn't have to be part of your regular meditation, but just when you notice it coming up and you're not feeling well and you're saying, I'm sick, try this idea to reconnect yourself with your true nature of who you really are. First, take note of what you are thinking. How many of your thoughts are about being sick or your illness? And how many of them are about everything else? This is getting us mindful. We're coming into the moment. What am I thinking? Don't just let the idea of saying, I'm sick, be it. Say, oh, how much am I thinking that? And when you get into the present moment with that, I want you to just shift your attention and let go of thinking about the upset belly. Focus on your love for your pet, for music, or your plans that are coming up in the next couple of weeks. Giving yourself a chance to shift your attention away from your uncomfortable illness and remember the other parts of you. It's not that you're pushing the illness away. We don't need to do that. You've already acknowledged you are not feeling well and it's uncomfortable Give yourself the opportunity to do that and then shift and remember the other parts of you that are still there and going well. And then keep all of this into perspective. Remember that your illness is just one small part of your total being and you can expand your viewpoint so that you can see yourself in a more realistic light. 
I hope you can do that because we don't need to expand the sick part, but we want to acknowledge it and keep it all in perspective. Now, another idea is to pay attention to the anticipation that we can get around being ill. So much distress and discomfort can come up worrying about what is going to happen next to us, right? You can have a headache and when that gets a little bit worse, you can predict that you are going to get even worse over time and that it is a horrible disease and you may even get on the computer and start Googling. And so you are anticipating the worst possible outcomes. And so I want you to stop the dread in its tracks by focusing more on the present. The anticipation, especially around illness, even if you have been given a diagnosis, you know what you have, but you go to Google and you get all the possible scenarios and you focus on the worst ones. Rarely do people write to me and say they were focusing on the amazing things that people did that healed. (laughs) They always talk about the worst possible outcome. That is a normal thing for a human to do. It is part of our survival. But you have a bigger brain than just survival, so you can stop the dread in its tracks by focusing more on the present. So again, we're going to look at our thoughts. We're going to track our thoughts and watch where your thoughts are heading. Are they speeding off into the future? How far into the future? Or are you able to bring them back into the present moment? So you want to look at that. It's one thing to plan ahead, especially if you have to be making doctor's appointments or taking medications or doing therapies. It's good to plan ahead for how you're going to respond to these different scenarios. But it's a different thing to ruminate over the events that you are unable to change. You can prepare for the possible appointments, even a hospital stay, without assuming that every sniffle that you have is a sign of something catastrophic. And I want to just interrupt here and say that COVID has really made this blossom in so many people. Everything now, every sniffle, every cough has people in a tizzy. And we want to be able to come back to the present moment so that we can use our full brain, not just our survival amygdala, in order to make wise choices and decisions. We want to come back to the present moment and realize this is not catastrophic at this moment. And we can plan, do what we need to do. But right now we want to remember we are still okay. So when you find yourself moving too far into the future and getting scared and seeing all of the possible horrible things that this sniffle or stomach ache could be, 
you want to bring your attention. I want you to catch yourself and bring yourself back into this present moment, into this cup of tea, into this podcast that you are listening to, into this book that you are reading. Bring your attention back to where you want it to be, not the amygdala lizard brain that is running off to only keep you alive. You've already covered that because you're a smart person and you're doing everything you need to do. And then it is time to let go of the rumination and the catastrophic thinking and stay in the present moment. Enjoy that hot cup of tea or that bowl of soup and just be there with that. Give yourself a break. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Now let's talk about monitoring our condition or our illness. It can be tough when you are ill to accept it. There's often the acceptance period of an illness or having a condition can be challenging. It's one of the most difficult times. And your symptoms and things that are happening to you may be beyond your control, but you can ease them by engaging with them. So here we want to focus, bring our little mini meditation into identifying what is wrong with us. Focus on what's really going on. Where is your ache? Identify it. Is it really over your whole body or can you zoom in to where it is? Is the pain more likely in your legs or is it in your head? Zoom into it. Identify the illness or the ailment or the feeling. And then we shift over into noticing the fluctuations, the changes, how pain morphs. Once you have a better idea of where the trouble is, you can watch how it operates. 
You can see if it increases or it decreases when you put your attention on it. When you go to the headache in your mind, bring your attention there. Does it get bigger or smaller or does it stay the same? You may experience less pain as you work on going directly to them versus trying to get away from them, trying to resist the pain, go to it. This is a total flipping of the switch, but I think you would do well to try it. When I had the frozen shoulder, I had pain for nine months in that shoulder, and I knew it was going to resolve eventually. They told me nine months, and it took nine months. I don't know if that's because they told me it was going to take nine months or if everybody's takes nine months, but I would go to the pain at night with it. Like I would have my ice packs and I would be there doing okay, but then the ice wears off and I would feel the pain. I would take my attention to the pain in the shoulder and I would focus on it and I would see it. I looked at it as the pain turning into like a black smoke. And then as it dissipated, it was getting gray and and more wistful and it was disappearing. And I really had the pain change along with my visualization. So I was grateful for that tip in my life. And so I'm sharing that with you. Take your attention to the pain. Go there. See if it morphs and changes. See if you can watch it burn away and waft away the dark smoke turning grayer and grayer and then disappearing altogether. The more that you practice, the more skillful you'll become at remaining calm, even though you're in pain. When we get all worked up and become anxious and fretful about our pain, it makes the pain not better. It makes the pain more challenging. And despite what is happening in our body, our mind can help us in remaining calm and focusing on that pain and bringing awareness to it so that maybe some of the pain was in our head and that we were exacerbating it with our fear, with our fretfulness. Just experiment with it. Your mind is such a healer and so there for you, but you have to take control of it and you have to steer it in that direction. So keep practicing and be patient. Now, the final little mini meditation for illness that I have for you is preparing, preparing. So it's easier to meditate or think about illness or pain when we're feeling fine, right? So a practice is to contemplate your health before you get knocked down. Examine your body. Let's say today you're feeling just fine. Everything is copacetic. Examine your body and think about your body as being whole. Maybe you only think about your body when there's something wrong with it, when there's a pain, when there's a flu, when there is a diagnosis. 
Maybe that's the only time you think about it. So take this moment right now and look at how beautiful, complex, and hardworking your body is and how much it does for you on a daily basis. Be grateful for it. This is a beautiful place to have gratitude. Be thankful today, right here, right now, that you don't have a headache. You don't have a toothache. I often think of that one. I'm like, oh, I don't have a toothache. Isn't that awesome? Because somehow when you have a toothache, it's like it can feel bigger than life. So be grateful when you don't have one. It's like the headache. It can take over our thinking. Then I want you to consider your relationship with this body that you have while you're feeling okay or well. Ask yourself how well you treat your body. What do you do for your body? You ask it to do all kinds of things for you all day, every day. What are you doing, if anything, that's harmful to your overall health? What are you thinking that might be detrimental to your health? Are you worrying about it needlessly, or are you grateful for being able to breathe and to put your feet on the floor today? And finally, have this lead you to adopting healthier ways of living your life. We talk a lot about habits here, and the more you do something, the easier it is to do. And so we want to shift out of habitual negative things that harm us and start practicing very consciously some healthy habits. And the more we do those, the easier those will be to do, and the other negative ones will fall away. Take care of yourself by eating the way that is best for your body, staying active, and being sure to get as much rest as you possibly can. We want to keep our bodies as strong as possible, and we want to cultivate spiritual and mental resources that support ourselves and our relationships to ourselves and to those around us. And this will help us get through the times when our physical defenses are weakened and we need a little help. We all get ill here and there. We get under the weather. It happens. But our mental powers, our mind can turn any day into a good one, any moment into a moment of gratitude. So use these little meditations and your gratitude practice to promote healing and feel more content in your life. Illness can be such a trigger for anxiety to take hold of. By using these mini meditations on illness, we can keep everything in perspective and not add a trip down the wormhole on top of our illness. I hope the show has been helpful for you. And I hope that the next time you are feeling something off in your body, that you can bring up one of these ideas and stay present and grateful. And now for today's quote. Do what you can with what you've got where you are. And that's from Theodore Roosevelt. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. 
Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 